Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... white 
except where the, the veins showed through. Am I making him sound terribly unattractive? No. Because he wasn't, you know. He wasn't at all. He stood there looking at me in the the sweetest way. He had such sweetness, such dearness, such lovableness. <laughs> Dear Lord, I'm crying. Well, that, that's all right. You're a fool. You're not a fool at all. But why should I be crying? I mean, it's not as though there's anything to cry about. Yes. Why are you crying? I, I haven't the slightest idea. It's just so stupid. You must have some idea, Joyce. Joyce? You called me Joyce. Well, it's your name. Yes, but you never did before. Do you mind? No, no. It's just that we don't know each other very well, and... Well, look. Would it be awful if I called you Hester? Oh, not awful at all. Well, then. I will. Fine. Now, tell me why you were crying. Oh, I think it was because when I was talking about him, describing him, you know, how he looked, uh, the skin, the hair, the lack of it, and the light-colored eyes, that's sort of what my father looked like. Oh, really? Well, no, not really, but sort of, and, uh... The other part, the sweetness, the dearness. That's what set me off, I guess. My father was very sweet and dear. Very. Yes? He was never what you'd call a big success, my father. <laughs> For that matter, he wasn't even a small success. Actually, he was very close to being a failure. <laughs> oh, what the heck? He was a failure, this being a truth-telling time. If it hadn't been for my mother. What about your mother? She managed. That was a favorite word of hers, manage. When friends of hers would marvel at the way she ran the house and all that with so little money coming in, she'd heave a big sigh and say, I manage somehow. And she did. I will give her that. But she managed in other ways, too. Managed her parents, managed my brother, managed my father. She was a champion manager of all time. If she was alive today, she'd be president of something, something big. But she never managed me. How did that happen? I bided my time till that fateful day when I told her what I meant to do with my life. What I wanted to be. An actress? You don't mean that. I do mean it, and I'm going to. A floozy. That's what you'll be. No, I won't. A tart, a tramp. Oh, I've read about those women. Floozies, every one of that them. That doesn't mean I'll be. What have I brought you up for? Fed you, clothed you, taught you manners, sent you to school so you could throw your life away? Is that why I did it? I don't know why you did it. So you could marry a decent, intelligent, hard-working man. That's why I did it. And live in style. That's why. Not like me. No, Mother. Having to sprint and save Mm. and go without year after year. So you could have the nice things in life. Security and respectability. And being able to hold your head up. That's why I did all that I did for you. And now you stand there. 
and tell me you want to be an actress? And you did become an actress. Yes, I did. And I managed to stay respectable, too. I'm sure you did. And had more security than I'd ever dreamed of, first in television and the movies. Made quite a lot of money. What about him? The remarkable him, who uh, appears not to have a name. Oh, yes. Well, there he was in this big room with the pots of flowers at all the windows and the sun streaming in. There he stood in his rumpled gray slacks and his short-sleeved shirt. He's looking at me with his pale blue eyes through his rimless glasses. Did I tell you you wore eyeglasses without any rims? No, you didn't. They gave him an old-fashioned look. Everything about him was a little old-fashioned. He was so dear. Go on, Joyce. Well, we greeted each other. Quite conventionally, I think. And then... Now, suppose you sit down right there. Yes, good. And I'll sit across the desk from you. Like this, eh? And you tell me all about yourself. How long have you been tortured by this asthma? Oh, years, Doctor. Years and years and years. Mm, since you were a small child? Oh, four or five, I think. It's too bad. It really is torture. Of course it is. You're the first doctor I've talked to who seemed to realize that. Oh, have you seen many doctors before me? Oh, dozens, it seems like, here. Uh, in Philadelphia, in New York, Chicago. I even went to a clinic in Switzerland. I'm hopeless. Hmm. Perhaps not. Unless you can help me. Oh, doctor, can you please say you can? I am an actress. You see, I'm in the movies. Yes, <laughs> I know. I've seen you. You're very good. And I have to go on working. My husband... Uh, yes, uh, your husband. What, what about him? Well, he's an actor once in a while. It's, uh... Well, it, the money isn't very regular. I don't believe you told me about your husband. I don't have your married name, just your theatrical... Well, it doesn't really matter about him. Really, it doesn't take my word for it. Whatever I decide, he'll go along with it. Tell me, did anyone ever suggest psychoanalysis? Oh, Everyone did. They all said a dozen trips to an analyst would clear it up. Well, I tripped for a year. And it didn't clear it up? It's eh? as bad as ever. Mm -hmm. How often do you have these asthmatic episodes? Often. Uh, often as I used to. And it gets worse all the time. Sometimes every day, sometimes twice a week. Oh, dear, dear, that's bad. That's really too bad. Well, that can't be allowed to go on. That's really dreadful. Doctor, can you help me? I will do anything, anything at all. Do you mean that? I'll move to another state. I'll move to another country. It won't be convenient, but I'll manage. Well, now, let's, let's not rush this thing. Let's take it step by step. All right? Yes, all right. Whatever you say. Now, I don't know how much these other practitioners who told you about bronchial asthma? A little, not much. I don't even know how much they know. Well, neither do I. But what can be done about it? I mean, there's got to be something that can be done. Well, there is. Dear lady, there is. If you will but trust me. Of course I trust you. Now, this is our first encounter, after all. We must proceed slowly. 
and with deliberation. You sit back in your chair. Relax. I'll try. I am a bit of a... Shall we say a conquistador? You know what that is, a conquistador? I know, I don't... Well, it's what they call the leaders of the Spanish conquest of Mexico and Peru in the 16th century. It's possible that I have some of their blood in my veins. I don't know for certain. At any rate, dear lady, a conquistador is a conqueror, a vanquisher, one who intrudes upon new territories and subdues them. Do you understand, dear lady, what I'm saying? Um, I think so. <laughs> You're saying to yourself, but what does this have to do with me? A poor actress who's racked with torment of asthma. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, it is. Well, then I shall tell you what I propose to do in your case. Oh, please, please tell me. Something new, something innovative, something daring. What? Tell me what? Something that will require all my skill, all my wits, all my concentration. I intend to think of nothing else for weeks ahead of time. What is it you're going to do? Before I tell you, before I even whisper in your tiny little ear what it is I propose to do, I must know, must be absolutely certain, beyond the peradventure of a doubt, that you trust me. I do, Doctor. Now think about it, dear lady, before you answer. I do. I do trust you, Absolutely. Now, tell me, please. I propose, little lady, I propose to remove your head. It's not for no reason that our television screens are jam-packed with doctors and nurses and patients and nervous friends and relatives with operating rooms and respirators and machines that carry little jigging lines and go beep. The horrid fascination of life versus death compels our interest, and like it or not, we can hardly wait to see how the story comes out. I'll continue with Act Two shortly. Doctors don't always tell you to take two aspirins and call them in the morning. They don't always prescribe plenty of bed rest and advise you to give up smoking. Nor do they invariably suggest a minor operation whose scar won't show and you'll be back home in a week to ten days. No. If we are to believe what has transpired so far in this little tale, at least one doctor has recommended decapitation. Would you mind repeating that, Joyce? Repeat what? What the remarkable doctor said. Oh, he said, I propose to remove your head. Uh, just like that. I propose to remove your head. Well, what other way was there to say it? Oh, uh, none, I suppose. You see, that was what was wonderful about him. He didn't beat about the bush. He just came right out with it. How did it make you feel when he came right out with it? Oh, I felt wonderful. I mean, it was so simple. It was so obvious. It would be the end of all my troubles. I wondered why nobody else had thought of it. I wonder why I didn't think of it myself. And when you've had asthma for years and years, as far back as you can remember... Oh, yes, I can imagine. Well, I don't know if you can, if anybody can. All you want is to be free of it. 
taking off your head seems good, right, the absolutely correct thing to do. You didn't feel any fright at all? Oh, no, none at all. No fright. None whatsoever. Not even a little anxiety? No, because I believed every word he said. He was... He was so kind. So benign. So... So loving? Well, maybe loving. Though I've told you he wasn't handsome or anything like that, and he was a lot older than me. I didn't want him to make love to me. It wasn't anything like that. What did you want? To... To put my hand in his hand and follow him wherever he wanted me to go. Wherever it turned out to be, I knew for sure it was where I wanted to go. Oh, it would be peaceful and beautiful and no more pain, no more struggle. It would be like... like being with God. I see. We call God our Heavenly Father, don't we? What? No, never mind. I don't know what you're talking about, Hester. What's the point? Later. Later on. Um, now, what about your husband? What about him? Did you think at all about what he would say? Say about what? About severing your heads from your body. But what did Peter have to do with it? Peter's your husband? My second husband, but he didn't matter. Whatever I decided, Peter would say, okay, go ahead. He always does. Always? Always. <laughs> Just the other day. You said Peter's an actor. Uh, well, kind of. He doesn't work too much. Well, what does he do? Well, right now he's trying to sell real estate. I started to tell you just the other day. You sure you really want to hear all of this? I'm really sure. Well, I came home from the studio. They'd kept us late, some tricky scene that they couldn't get to work right. And there was Peter, pacing the floor. Joyce? That you, Joyce? What's left of me? Oh, he's tired? Yeah, that's one word for it. What's with you? Oh, look. You know the Johnson house? Uh, the mansion on Alameda Drive? Yeah, asking price $195,000. That's mm. the one. Well, this sheik of Araby, oil coming out his ears, offers 175000 And Johnson just came down to one hundred and ninety. Mm. Uh, are you listening? Just taking off my shoes. Oh, your feet hurt? Well... Anyway, I, I got the Arab up to 180 and Johnson down to 187 and I thought, wow, I've got a sale going here for a lousy 7000 I've just got to get them together. Each one give a little, so I set up a meet at the house this morning. I showed up in my best slacks and loafers full of confidence and charm and... and you know what happened? Tell me. The Arab wouldn't budge. Johnson wouldn't budge. How do you like that? Well, that's terrible. Wait, you haven't heard the worst. There's more? The charm was just oozing out of me, and the confidence was flowing down here like a mountain stream when Johnson, or the other one, I forget which, said, how about you cutting your listing commission? You should cut your listing commission? Me. Me, cut my commission. Me, sacrifice half my profit. Whichever bloated creep suggested it, the other one said, yeah, yeah, what a cool idea. And they congratulated each other on being so brilliant. And what did you say? I, well, I said, not in your life. I've never cut a listing commission in my life. Other people do it, I know that. But all you have to do is start that kind of thing and they've got you pegged. Well, I suppose that's right. 
Well, you know it's right. I've told you how these things work. Well, then don't do it. Well, that's easy for you to say. No, it isn't. I haven't made a sale in six months. How do you think that makes me feel? Lousy, I imagine. Oh, worse than that. What's worse than lousy? Like a nothing. A grown man living off his wife, able-bodied male, can't can't put food on the table. It's, it's humiliating. It's degrading. Well, if that's how you feel... It is, believe Then cut your commission and make the sale. But I can't <laughs> do that. I've told you. Peter, what is it that you want from me? I want you to tell me what to Wait, do. Just leave everything. Leave everything the way it is. Joyce, you all right? You just keep your integrity. Don't cut your commission. Is it starting up again? I think I may have another picture in a cup. <coughs> oh, Lord, I can't breathe. Look, never mind about the money. I will manage somehow. What do I do? There, there must be something I can nothing, do. Nothing, nothing anybody can do. Well, tell me. But leave me alone. I'll manage. I'll manage. Now, isn't that amazing? What? What's amazing? You're saying I'll manage, even when you felt an attack coming on. Oh, that. Whose words were they? I'll manage somehow. I'll manage. They're mine. Where did you hear them? I don't know. Yes, you do. Who said them first? Who? Oh. Oh, <laughs> all right, my mother. Yes. That was completely different. Was it? Completely. I don't think so. Anyway, what difference does it make? Things have a way of repeating themselves, Joyce, or we have ways of repeating things. We think we struggle to change, be better, be wiser, be happier. But, you know, it's a little like the Queen and Alice in Wonderland. We run all day just to stay in the same place. I, I really don't know what you're talking about. You don't? No, no, maybe you don't. Anyway, I didn't come here to talk about my mother or Peter or Vinny. Who's Vinny? Oh, my first husband. But that is ancient history. I haven't thought about Vinny in years. I think you hear about it. No! I want to tell you about the doctor and what he said. Now, you, you keep talking about other things. All right, I all right. To... Let's stick to the remarkable doctor and what he said. And did. I haven't even gotten to that part no. yet. Well, you just got to the part where he said to you, I propose to remove your head, and you felt no fear at all. So you said. I trusted him. Well, even so, decapitation seems a little drastic. Not to me, not when he said it. When he said it. What? What was your reaction? All I remember is looking up into that dear sweet face and reaching out and taking him by the hand. What do you say, dear little lady? Oh, yes. Yes. If that's what you want to do, yes. Yours is a drastic case. We need to take drastic action. I understand. I really do. But you must have questions, things you want to know. Well, uh, okay, when? When? When are you going to do it? Well, I, I don't know precisely. Tomorrow? No, 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 not tomorrow. Because I could make arrangements. I don't think you realize the seriousness of this thing. Oh, I think I do. It's not like, like removing a wart, you know. Well, no, I didn't think it was. It's removing... Your head. But I know that if you say it's the right thing to do, then it must be the right thing to do. 
You trust me that much, do you? I trust you the way I trust my own father. I'm very touched. So, when are we going to take off my head? Well, as soon as we find a donor. A what? A donor, he said? Dear lady. My dear little girl. Sit sit down. Did you say a donor? Please, please, sit down. No, but you said a a donor. (laughs) I know what I said. Now sit down. You didn't think I was going to leave you with no head at all, did you? I don't know. I, I didn't think about it. Little one, would I do something like that to you? Well, no, of course you wouldn't, but... No, 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 my dear. This will be a transplant operation. Oh! A transplant! Of course, a transplant! You've heard of kidney transplants, haven't you? I know somebody had one of those. Yes, of course you do. And you know about heart transplants? Well, everybody knows about them by now. They're famous. Well, it's, it's all very simple, really. On you, we shall perform... A head transplant. Of course. Of course. Your affliction will be eliminated and your troubles will be over. Oh, of course. Oh, doctor. Oh, you are so good. You're so kind. (laughs) Oh, why didn't I meet you a long time ago? Everything would have been so different. My whole life would have been so different. Now, 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 little girl. Doctor. Doctor, could I... Could I sit in your lap? Why, yes, if you'd like to. I would. Oh, I would very much like to. (laughs) Well, then come right ahead. There. Comfy? Yes. Thank you, Doctor. Are you? Yes, quite comfy. Now, you see, my dear, we, we can't do the transplant till there's a donor. And when would that be? Well, it's hard to say. It could happen tomorrow, or it could take weeks, even months. That long? Well, after all, a head transplant has never been attempted before. So while people in general are accustomed to the idea of donating their hearts or their kidneys, no one, so far as I know, has heretofore volunteered his head. Or, as it'll be in your case, her head. I suppose you're right. To be on the safe side, I think the donor should be somebody right here in the hospital. So the transplant can be accomplished without delay. That sounds right, yes. No delay. And I shall want you to have a special nurse. All right. I have someone in mind. If she meets with your approval. Whoever you say. Well, I'll ring for her to come in and meet you, if that's all right. Yes. All right. Uh, Just press that button on the desk by your elbow. Uh, this one? Yes, that's it. Now, Miss Van Campen, the special duty nurse I have in mind for you, is also my surgical nurse. She'll be in the operating room with us. And then with you in recovery, and so on. Yes, Doctor. Well, come in, Miss Van Campen. No, 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 don't move, little lady. I just want you and Miss Van Campen to get acquainted. Well, how are you, my dear? All right, Miss Van Campen, we have found our first candidate for a head transplant. Oh, that's wonderful, Doctor. <laughs> You'll assist me in a while. Oh, 
thank you, Doctor. Well, not at all, Miss Van Campen. You've earned the honor. Will it... Will it look like me? You mean, will it be pretty like you? <laughs> I guess that's what I mean. Dear child, would I give you a new head that was unattractive? No, I didn't think you would. <laughs> no, no, no. I propose to give you a head that is as pretty as yours and prettier. As fresh as yours and fresher. As young as yours and younger. Now, what do you say to that? Whatever you say, Doctor. I trust you. Would you like to change heads? If you could, and I make no promises, you understand, what sort of head would you like? One with long, flowing hair and a tilted nose, or one with the intellect of a Socrates, or perhaps one with the disposition of a saint. Personally, I believe I would drive myself quite mad trying to decide. So, perhaps it is just as well that, as of now at least, I must keep the one I have. story of the troubled tree, the fabled tree on which everyone could hang their troubles and so be rid of them. But in return, you must take on the troubles of someone else who had come to the troubled tree for the same purpose. And do you know that no one, absolutely no one would accept that condition? That all preferred to return home with their own troubles, which at least had the virtue of familiarity. And the trouble tree withered and died. Why didn't you tell me about your first marriage? What for? What was his name? Uh, Vinny? What do you care about Vinny? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I was just wondering. I, it was just a long time ago. Part of the dead past. Oh, is the past ever really dead? What are you doing? Going philosophical on me? <sighs> I mean, here I am trying to tell you about this fabulous transplant. You want to know about poor old Vinny. Well, all right, all right. Vinny was a writer, not a very good writer, a very mediocre writer. When he wrote, he didn't write very often. Well, what did he do? What did he do with his time? Why, I don't know what he did with his time. Well, he must have done something. He, uh, he played quite a lot of tennis, I think. And he liked to call people up on the telephone and talk to them. What about Heavens, I don't know. Vinny was very good at talking to people much better than I was. I used to be jealous of him, the way he could talk to people, all witty and amusing. Everybody liked Vinny. Did you? I couldn't have liked him very much if I divorced him. I can't imagine a wife not knowing what her husband was doing with his time. How could I keep track of what he was doing? I was working. Oh, yes, I see, I see. He went to the movies a lot. I remember that because he used to tell me the plots when I got home. Does Vinny remind you of anyone? I hardly remember him. The way you describe him, he reminds me of Peter. Oh, no. In relation to you, I mean. They both left you holding the bag, didn't they? Oh. Well, I... Guess so, yes. Actually, they did. Everything was up to me. And somehow, you managed. You know, Joyce, you made the same marriage twice. I don't follow you at all. No, no, I guess you don't. Well, 
Uh, let's get back to the wonderful doctor and his transplant operation, if that's what you want to talk about. All right. Well, I was in the hospital. The doctor had me check in there because he wanted me to be ready. You can understand that he would. Oh, yes. I didn't have any calls for work at the moment anyway, so I took this beautiful big room with lots of sunlight. I was really terribly excited about the whole thing. And Miss Van Campen was with me all the time, round the clock. You're not getting bored, are you, waiting around? Oh, how could I get bored? I'm going to have a new head. Oh, won't you miss the old one? Oh, no. I am so sick of it. You have no idea. And the doctor promised me an attractive one. I think it's thrilling. A whole new me. What about your career? What? Your acting career. What about that? Oh. Oh, that. What's going to happen when you show up with an entirely new head? Well, I, I don't know. After all, you've been on television and films. What are people going to think? Well... But I've changed. Oh, oh, this, Doctor. Maybe he's got news. Oh, Doctor, we thought it might be you. I am the bearer of glad tidings. <laughs> I found a donor. Oh, is she... Is, is Precisely she... your age. A little fairer, golden hair, and eyes even bluer than your own. A skin like rose petals, without flaws. Oh, I can hardly believe it. It's really going to happen. The day has arrived. Oh, Doctor. Yes, well, we must move quickly now. Oh, of course, Doctor. I've ordered the operating room. I've procured the best anesthesiologist in the city. I feel myself in top form, ready to go. Oh, I too, Doctor. And you, little girl, are you ready? I think so, Doctor. Of course she is. Yes, I am. I am. Oh, it will be wonderful. Well, then, you'll prep her nurse. Now go and scrub up. Yes, Doctor. I remember being on the stretcher and being wheeled down a long corridor and into an elevator and then off the elevator. And I could hear Miss Van Campen's voice, but I couldn't make out what she was saying. And then there was the operating room, and I was lifted onto the table, and there were stands holding bottles and tubes going into my arm, and voices, and then the voices changed a little, and I knew the doctor, the great doctor, must have arrived, though I couldn't see him. But I thought I heard his voice. And then... And then... Yes. And then... I had one last fleeting thought. They are taking my head. They are taking my asthma. And then nothing... Nothing at all. Just nothing. Go on, Joyce. When I woke up, not really wide awake, you know, just not completely out, I heard voices very faint, far away, but near, if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Go on. I, I couldn't move, not even a finger. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't speak. I couldn't do anything. It was like being both dead and alive at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Go on. Then I heard his voice. The doctor's. We did it, Van Campen. We did it. We really did it, doctor. We pulled it off. Indeed we did. Oh, doctor. The first 
head transplant ever. You've made medical history, Doctor. <laughs> Wait till I tell them the details at the next medical convention. Oh, yes. Everyone will be there. <laughs> I suppose they'll name the operation after me. Why, of course they will. Oh, it, it's all very gratifying. It really is. Really most gratifying. Well, <clears throat> I'll write out the order for the medication and leave it at the desk. Yes, Doctor. Uh, you stay with her and go back to her room with her. Oh, of course. I do hope she likes her new head. Oh, she will. I did my best. That's all I know. I did my level best. Joyce? Joyce? Is it over? Oh, yes, Joyce. Is it really over? Really over? Nurse, how do I look? Oh, pretty as a picture. I wish I could see myself. Oh, as soon as we get you back to your room, then I'll bring you a mirror and you can take a good look. Will I like it, nurse? Will I like what I see? Oh, you're going to love it. Take my word. I'd like to go to my room now. May I please? Oh, I don't see why not. I'll wheel you back myself. Oh, it all seems too good to be true. Oh, it's true, all right. It's so incredible. <laughs> You're a modern medical miracle. That's what you are. Really? Really. How can I ever thank the doctor? Oh, that reminds me. I have to pick up the order for your medication at the desk. Oh, here we are. This is it. It's so hard to believe. Oh, you'll believe it, all right, once you see yourself. Oh, hold the elevator. Thank you. Please, please. Thank you. Nurse, hmm? who was the woman who gave me her... Who was the donor? I don't know. Somebody must know. Oh, I'm sure it's all in the records. Does the doctor know? Oh, of course he does. Will he tell me? Oh, I don't see why not. Oh, uh, getting out here. Thank you. Oh, now we'll have you back in your own little beddy in two shakes. I wish I could thank her. Oh, who's that? The woman who... who gave me her head. Oh, well, now that's just not possible, is it, dear? No, it's not. It seems as how she's dead. Well, here's your room. In you go. Dead all made up nice and fresh. That's good. And you're not leaving, are you? Oh, just to fetch an orderly to help me lift you onto the bed. Nurse, before you do that... Yes. What did the woman... What did the donor... What did she die of? Oh, I... I believe it was asthma. Yes, yes, it was asthma. And then I woke up. That was the end of the dream. You felt anxiety when you woke up? Oh, much worse than that. Horror, terror, an awful sort of dread. I can well imagine. To have gone through all that and then, yes, then to have to face it all over again. Joyce, haven't you understood anything I've been trying to tell you? Like what? How we repeat ourselves over and over again. We think we don't want to, but we can't help it. What we've done, we must. Do again and again and again. Endless repetition. 
I don't want to believe that. But that's what the dream is telling you. But is it hopeless, then? Isn't there any hope at all? Well, it can be. If we can get to the heart of the compulsion to repeat, that's what you and I are trying to do here. If we can do that, I might even get over my asthma. Mightn't I? It's entirely possible. See you tomorrow, same time. No one knows who first said, history repeats itself. It's a proverb that dates back at least 2,000 years. And every year since, we have been presented with evidence that it is true. What we are now beginning to recognize, however dimly, is that people repeat themselves, too, over and over again. And, perhaps, that's why history repeats itself. Because people do. I'll be back shortly. to live your life all over again. You would? But hold on there. Think. It is your life you must live over. And you must live it over exactly as you did the first time. Leaving out nothing. Changing nothing. Adding nothing. Now, I ask you again. Would you like to live your life? Your own particular life? Would you like to live it for the second time? Think before you answer. Our cast included Terry Keene, Grace Matthews, Court Benson, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.